Hey everyone, it's Mike. Just wanted to give you a spoiler warning for the newest episode of Moon Knight. If you haven't seen it and do not want to be spoiled, please stop here, go watch it, and come back when you're done. Or if you've already seen it or you just don't care, go right ahead. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Eminem Marvel Mania Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm broken. You're broken? Broken. Hi, broken. I'm Nick. My name is Mike. Uh, Not Mark? I, I don't know what is real anymore, man. Moon Knight Episode 5, it, it, it broke me emotionally. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it, broke, it broke me emotionally, man. I mean, this was the episode I feel like at least I've been waiting for. You've been waiting for this episode? I've been waiting for this episode because it finally explains everything. Everything uh, makes sense. I was like, you're specifically waiting. I want episode five so bad right now. Well, typically the second to last episode of these Disney Plus shows is where everything kind of gets clarified. A little bit, yeah. Like, you know, WandaVision, that's where we see that, oh, Wanda might actually already have her powers. And, you know, we kind of begin to understand that shit bad. It kind of comes to the we point. About Agatha in that one. Yeah, it kind of comes to the point where the second to last episode where the main character is like coming to terms and like kind of after it's like after like that climax point we've seen, I think in like the last episode where you're now going back downhill and you're getting back into the story, you're getting back to the character that's going to do better and realize, you know, he's a true hero and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, this is an episode that I'm glad they waited long, you know, typically, with these Disney Plus shows now, it's like, oh, quit dragging out the mystery. But I think they waited just the right time on this one to finally tell us about Mark and Steven and how everything has come to be. Because yeah. this is basically Mark Spector, the origin story. Yeah, I think at this point now we know that Mark Spector is the original body. He is the original host. Yeah, I, I mean, they kind of threw us off in the beginning. You know, I mean, no, we know for sure he's the original We know for body. sure now, yeah. Um, And that Steven... As expected, was a sideshow that he created to protect himself from his trauma. What was that trauma? I always kind of thought before this that we were just going to find out that the trauma was whatever happened with Layla's dad. And that that was going to be the incident that brought Steven. But little did we know that Steven's been around since Mark was like six. Yeah, they kind of, what's called, they kind of went, I don't know, it was like different. They did it differently from the comics, how like he had these different like personalities and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I found it interesting how they incorporated like his, you know, his family in and like how, it, you know, it came to be. I mean, he's only have really he, he has this one this one certain identity that protects him from all the trauma he has as a kid. But I feel like there there's still that other identity that's out there. All right. So let's jump into it and we'll we'll get back to that third identity thing, because. You know, then we could just address it now. We already brought it. Up. Yeah, we could address it now. I, I, I am not entirely convinced that there actually is a third personality, currently. Yeah. But that a third one may emerge. I feel like if they wanted to, they could, they could put it in maybe as a end credit scene. Maybe if they wanted to. I don't know. They could throw us for a loop and be like, you know what, guys, Moon Knight season two. I, I, I don't think so. Based on what we've been seeing with no? the, with the whole it's a limited series but i mean hey you never know so let's get into it uh so the psych ward turns out he's dead 
Oh yeah, he's officially yeah, dead. Yeah, so so Mark Mark and Steven got killed at the end of episode four, which was honestly the obvious answer, but the one that I did not believe. No, because why would you kill off your main character? Exactly. So no, it's confirmed that when Arthur shot Mark and Steven last week at the end of episode four, and then he wakes up in a psych ward, he's dead, and this is the purgatory to the Egyptian underworld. Yeah. It's like before it's not like the afterlife. It's not the afterlife. It's like the just pathway just, to it. It's the pathway to it. And you know, it just so happens that your pathway is a psych ward. Yeah. And he envisions it as a psych ward. And then we finally, the hippo at the end of last episode, it's, whom I believe I mistakenly called a rhinoceros last week, but they, the show did it this show week. Did so, it this week. So, you know what? I, I, me, me, I, I wasn't wrong. You I was right. wrong. Yeah, so she's the goddess of what is it? What, women, women and children. Women and children, and that's kind of like the guide, I guess, to help those that are in need. You know, when they, you know, die and they yeah. come to the afterlife. Her name's Taware, and Taware. my sister fell in love with her like instant second she stepped on the screen. And let me tell you, it, she was a funny character. She was really funny. I liked, I liked how they did their, did her. It was pretty funny. No, so basically, this whole episode is okay. And this is the this is the comparison I made it to. Remember WandaVision episode eight? They were going back through Wanda's past and they were unlocking all these new things. They were learning these new things about yeah. it. But Wanda remembered everything. That's the difference. Yeah. Mark here has no recollection of any of these things. Or Steven has no recollection of these Steven things. Steven has no recollection. It's just the fact that Mark didn't want to go through all of his trauma again. Mm-hmm. That was the main thing. Yeah. So the trauma was that Mark indirectly got his little brother killed. Yeah. And little Roro, Randall. Yeah, Roro, Randall. And uh, his mom became an alcoholic, blamed him for it, and would beat him and everything. And that's how Steven came to be. That he needed to get away from the trauma, and Steven was the out. I want to say this is probably one of their darkest episodes. Oh, this is the darkest. I think it's the darkest episode. This is the darkest. In this one episode alone, we have child abuse, the death of a young child, uh, a near attempted suicide. Yeah. Okay. This is and uh, a possible death of a beloved character at the end. We'll get to that. Yeah. This was a, a dark, sad episode. And when they talked about, or the critics or whoever it was, that this was going to be a different type of show, I didn't really feel that big of a difference. I felt a difference, but like, I didn't feel it as mature. This episode was beyond anything that we've seen on Disney Plus before in terms of levels of maturity. Well, yeah, and stuff I, f- like that. I find it different compared to, you know, how the Netflix shows were. You know, I find it how it's like kind of getting towards that dark path, you know? Yeah, my- minus the gory violence. Minus yeah. the gory violence, yeah. But there wasn't like, I don't know, like things like I didn't expect were like to see all these dead, like, like they were dead people that Mark had oh, killed. Oh, let's talk about that scene. That was a great scene. Can I just say that I, I rewatched this episode twice because I, I loved it. But the fact that all the people that he killed in there were, you know, his victims of Conchu uh, and stuff like that. The fact that his little brother was in there was even like worse. So the scene opens up, they go into a door and all of a sudden it's just a bunch of dead people like they're sitting there yeah. they kind of look alive but they're actually they're, they're people that mark has killed and mark remembered them as he walked in gabon new york and he's like like remembering them and then steven's like if this is everyone you've killed why is there a child here yeah. and the child runs out of the room 
and I'm like, oh my god, did 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 he pull a Melinda May uh, from Agents of Shield where she killed the little kid? Yeah, there's more context to it than that for those who haven't watched the show. But it, it, it's it, like, did he really just did he really off a young child? It wasn't. The thing is, it wasn't. And I don't think it really was intentional that he wanted to kill his brother. It was negligent. It, it was just kids being kids and they made a stupid mistake. And yeah, unfortunately, little Randall drowned. Yeah. And the thing about Mark that I realize now is that he's he said he said at some point in the episode, you know, he was always meant to become a killer because I think he just deals with the guilt of, you know, the death of his brother. And I think that's why he's like, I'll, you know, I'll always be down a path of like, you know, killing. And you know, he was a mercenary, you know, all these things. <laughs> oh my God. He couldn't even prevent what's called. He tried to, he tried to be good and prevent all the deaths at the tomb of uh Kanchu, which I found interesting too. So, so my question with that was, so he gives the spiel in episode four, that his partner went rogue and killed all those people. Yeah. Are we meant to believe Mark killed the partner in like a battle and that that's where we see him when we pop into that scene? It seems like it because the thing that I that I realized is that when Mark and Steven are looking at Mark's uh, past self, it's like you don't see the person that's behind, you know, all of Mark's gunshot wounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You, like, you don't see the person. So it kind of makes me think Mark had to kill him. Pro- I mean, probably. He technically – he. I don't even think he was technically – technically considered a partner i think he was more like his boss maybe a boss or just a fellow mercenary like i think he thought that they were friends and Mm -hmm. like partners they don't really go into it unfortunately i don't think they go no they don't go into it but i think that's how like that's how i perceive it like you know i think that they weren't really partners i think he only saw him as a weapon to be used just like how conchu is about to use him well we find out um, about mark in this episode is that he went to military school and he dropped out got a dishonorable discharge and the only work he could find after was this mercenary work. Yeah, it was an old, what was it, old CO? Yeah, his, his old CO, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I found it interesting, though, that they're looking, it's like you're going for two different, you had like the first tomb of Khonshu, and now they're looking for the tomb of Amit. Who's to say that they're not going to go into other future tombs? So, okay. The scene in the tomb of Khonshu, though. Oh, it was great. So Mark walks in there, bloody beaten. He he honestly, like for 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 a Disney Plus show again, PG thirteen. He was more bloody than usual. I didn't find it that violent. No, no, it wasn't that violent. We didn't see the violence happen. Yeah, you know, Daredevil. We would have seen what led to that. Oh, we would have. <laughs> you know. Yes. But here he's beaten, he's battered, and he's about to to kill himself. And I'm like. Oh crap! This is dark, and I'm not gonna lie. Part of me thought he was gonna do it, and then Conchu would save him. That I don't. Yeah, Disney wouldn't allow that. I, I know, but, but that was <laughs> that was what was going through the mind. I'm like, wait, are they gonna kill him off by having him kill himself, and then Conchu's gonna bring him back? Yeah. And obviously, that's not the route they go. But that would have been extremely morbid. And what did he say? He was like, "What a waste of life." Is that what he said? Well, yeah, because Conchu looks at him and sees a trained killer someone that could help him and when steven's like he took advantage of you or or i forget was it steven who said that steven said he yeah he's obviously he obviously played you and took advantage of you and you know he was he was using you to become his toy and he asks him the same question twice like will you be my was it my arm or something my my fist of vengeance vengeance. (laughs) um my fist of vengeance justice the answer is justice the answer is just yeah uh, <laughs> but will you be my fist of vengeance? And then 
when he says yes, Mark's eyes light up and he's slowly brought into the Moon Knight costume. You're going to be my Moon Knight. I like how they do that, though. Like, he's like, you will become my Moon Knight. Yeah, because he's protecting the Night Travelers. Yeah. So, whatever the hell that means. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really cool the way his eyes, like, obviously his eyes glow up in in, like, the first couple episodes, but the way... The way the scene feels, it just feels intense and like dramatic. It was his it was his coming of I'm not saying coming of age, it was his big moment. And it was the moment Mark who look, I mean Mark, Mark is at this point when he walks in or crawls into that tomb, mm-hmm. he he's depressed. He just wants it over because he sees that he's not doing any good. He's got nothing obviously with everything happened with his mom. Yeah. And you know, it, like, the saddest scene I thought was actually the the birthday party where the it was after the brother had died and the dad was giving a birthday cake to Mark and the mom refused to go. Yeah, so it was let's get in, yeah, let's get into the mom a little bit. So we see the first scene obviously we saw was, you know, them having like a little family dinner and then obviously the two of the boys, you know, Mark and Roro his brother went uh, went to the cave. Roro died in the cave because you know there's a flood you know with the rain and stuff and then after the fact we see you know he pat he died and his mom obviously has like he she she like thought that mark was the reason oh you all you were always jealous of him like like does she think mark killed him in there i feel like that's what she thinks that mark like held him under the water and killed him like that's what it seems it seems like i mean it's just I guess because we actually see it happen where like, okay, this was just an accident. Yeah, we see it as an accident where, you know, the mother doesn't know what happened and thinks it's probably like this because imagine this. I mean, he's the firstborn technically and, you know, he's the secondborn. Oh, you're always going to be jealous of your little brother because you know why? The youngest, like I'm I'm, I'm the youngest in my family. It's like the youngest are always seen as like the golden child kind of Mm -hmm. and like you know, the older one is supposed to take responsibility for all the actions. So like seeing it like, Oh, this is all your fault. He was such a great kid. Why would you do this to him? If it was the other way around, it would have been totally different, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think she just, she can't, you know, deal with the fact that that happened to him. Yeah. It was, it was actually, I mean, we, when the kid walked in the room and then we saw that, like it was in Mark's family, it kind of reminded me, and I know it's not a DC podcast, but it kind of reminded me of Peacemaker, where it makes sense with Peacemaker's brother in that show, and the same type of thing where it's like the the hero is bearing that responsibility, yeah. even though in actuality they have a parent who's blaming the shit out of them. Yeah, it wasn't really their fault. Yeah, there is a similarity between the two. That's a very good. That's a very good point. You know, and here, I mean, the way. We see then the scene where Mark leaves. He's going away. I think this is when he's going to military school, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, at that point, he's become, I think, probably 18 at this yeah. point, I would assume. And yeah, he's going to military school. And he's, you know, his dad's telling him, don't leave. I can't lose another son. And he's like, you were supposed to fix this. This is, you know, it's it's upsetting to see that. I'm, I'm trying to imagine, like, if the dad had the same feeling like the mom did. It's I don't like, think he did. No, I'm saying, like, I'm trying to imagine if he did, like, how would it make his life even worse? Well, I think the fact that dad didn't might have been the only reason why Mark stuck around as long as he did. Well, he could have ran away at any time if he wanted to. But 
as we see later on in that really bad one where the mom's trying to get into the room so she can beat the ever living shit out of him. Yeah. And that's when he creates Steven and Steven gets created. And by the way, it is off of a, a TV show or something, right? Yeah. Dr. Steven Grant, Dr. Steven, because Steven Grant has no fear. It was, I think that was yeah, the line yeah. on it. I think that was it. Yeah. And so as soon as the mom walks in the room and she's got the belt and she's about to, to whip Mark, but now it's Steven. Steven literally does not pay any mind to it. And we come to find out that Steven thinks the mom's alive and mom died two months ago. Yeah. And can I just, it's like a random thing. When you saw the, when you saw this episode, did she like take the belt off of something in his room or off did the she? Door. Yeah. Okay. I was like, how, I was like, where'd the belt come from? No, it was, it was hanging on his doorknob. I think. Okay. I was like, yeah. I don't know why you would have a belt. No, I mean, no, she didn't walk in with the belt. She picked it up. Yeah. Tiny was, details. Ti- it was tiny. De- yeah. I mean, one of the details I saw too, I don't know if you noticed, uh, before, like it pulled, it pulled away when, uh, it said Stephen Grant has no fear on the wall. Mm-hmm. Below that was a scale. I don't yeah, know if you tips saw are scales of justice. Yeah. You know, the scales of justice, which is kind of the whole theme of the episode because, after they initially like you know before they even go back to the memories and everything, yeah Tuare's like okay if you want your souls judged you gotta you know you want to go back to the real world you want to go back fine uh you need to balance the scales so she takes both of their hearts out of their chest that was creepy uh i know like vision she phases in grabs their hearts and puts them on the scales it was a smart choice of them to actually make them white and not bloody yeah (laughs) i I also like again how steven is treated as a real person with a real life with uh, with people of his own and as mark says you got to live a happy life and protect me in that respect yeah you know he kind of like i mean he was pissed at him when he found out like you were just using me for this and this but like can you blame the guy? <laughs> no, not at all. Absolutely not. And it, they said, so you, we get the scene of the mom's funeral. Yeah. And so the whole episode is based on the premise that Mark and Steven are unloading the secrets to one another so that everything can be balanced. Yeah, because nobody knew one, you know, one person didn't know this about the other, but it was mostly Steven that really didn't know much about Mark. No, because Steven, again, is the alternate personality. Yeah. And we get that scene with the funeral and Mark's out there, he's drinking, and then he turns into Steven and all of a sudden he's trying to call his mom, whose funeral is a block away. Yeah, notice how he didn't want to come in because he didn't want to give his mom the satisfaction of going to her funeral because of all the terrible things. Mm-hmm. Well, would she have even wanted him there? Who knows? I, I mean, That's the morbid thought. It's like, would she have even wanted him there? Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, imagine like your mother that, didn't love you just because of what happened to her younger uh, son. And it's just terrible. No. And that's what I mean when I say this is about as dark as it gets. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, this is as dark as it's going to get, but it only got darker. Every, every part of this episode, I thought it couldn't get much worse. And it just kept getting darker. And we would flash into these scenes where Arthur Harrow is the doctor in the psych ward again. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) By the way, again, delivers such a great performance in this role. I know. I know. Uh, and then, did you notice this? And I'll ask you. So you got Tawari, like all these souls coming in pre their time. Has Amin already been released? I feel like at this point, uh, yeah. I, that was my thought too. I'm like, oh shit, you know, 
you know, I think I, and like the gods at this point, I feel like are going to realize too. And they are going to release Khonshu because they realize that they were wrong. Well, she said, we are all right. You want Khonshu really? Like, it seems like you're just trying to get away from him. And, and like, he is, but. And they're both of them are like, well, you know, unfortunately, you know, we need him. And she said, what's called when she turned the boat around, Cyrus is was the is the leader now of the what's called yeah the gates of osiris they're going to the gates of osiris but is he he the leader you know the one that we saw in the i think the i maybe in the third episode that'd be a tie-in but i don't remember the names of that's those the, gods. that's they, the thing i don't they didn't remember really spend a lot of time on them i don't know the way i see it though is that you know he's going to be released and i think it's going to be mark that's going to do it because you know unfortunately the ending of it but um but yeah i mean what a great episode, though. I, I can't, like... Let's get to the ending. You want to get we, to the we ending? Have to, we have to talk about it. And... It broke my heart, dude. Yeah, I know. It's it's sad as all hell. And you want you could take us through it. I I, I'm, I don't want to relive it, man. So after, you know, finally both Steven and Mark, you know, come to a realization that they are one and they've lived through the trauma of, of both things that... I don't know how to explain it really because they're both the same person, <laughs> but like that, have, that have happened in their lives and they've come to terms that they are in the same body and that they're the same person, with just different personalities. And Mark is doing his best. You know, he's a, he's a mercenary. He's a military man fighting his way, trying not to be uh, taken by the, um, the pit. What was it? The pits, the sand, the, the sand, pit? the duot, which takes them and basically turns them into like stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, you know, because the scales weren't balanced at that point that, you know, Mark and Steven came to terms with themselves and this and the the body, the, the what's called became balanced. Yeah. At that point, yeah, they, the scales were balanced and they stopped getting attacked. Yeah. My, fa- my favorite part is that, you know, Steven actually was like, wait, you know, Mark could do this. And Mark was about to be thrown overboard. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's at the point where the scales were balanced, where Steven stepped up and like, wait. If Mark could do it, I'm I'm the same person. Yeah. So I could do it too. And he was kicking ass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's like I'm more of a cricket guy. I'm more of a cricket. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's a Brit, you know? So and it it all culminates. Mark's about to get thrown overboard. Steven saves him, but he gets thrown overboard. Yeah. And unfortunately we see Steven turn to stone, kind of solidifying that he's dead. I mean you... Is he dead though? The thing is, is that I, I don't know because I, I don't know how it works when if he goes back, can he, well, he he's going to get back? Yeah, no, he's going to get back. Obviously, we've seen, you know, I've seen a, a TV spot with Moon Knight and Arthur Harrow fighting. I mean, it's obvious that he goes back, but it's just the fact that at the end of it, maybe Steven doesn't come back until the very end of the episode. And it's like that little uh, I'm trying to think it's like when you're watching a movie and you think the character isn't dead. And like he secretly, oh, I know, you know what I'm thinking of, right? No, 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 no. I was thinking of the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. At the end of the movie, where where Bruce Wayne, you know, is oh, where he's alive, where he's alive yeah. and everything, and so I'm thinking of like that, where he'll he'll like see him in a reflection and he winks at him, like stuff oh, like that. Okay, that'd be pretty cool. You know, I think of it like that. If anything, I mean, that'd be a really cool. But this was this, you see. There's one reason making me think he's dead and one reason making me think he, he he's going to be back. Like you said, number one, he's been so integral. And in the comics, they don't kill him off. Yeah, I mean, I can't see them doing it. He's been such a part of the journey of Moon Knight and mm-hmm. Mark. I feel like 
why would you kill him off? And then number two, this is the reason why I think he is dead, is because it feels like we really closed the door, and with him finding out everything, his final act, saving Mark, is like his big last grand gesture to him. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. That doesn't mean there won't be another personality. You know that there there could be another personality. There we'll could be. That. It's just but, that I mean, it's more. I mean, it's more story to you know to tell. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I don't know. You've built such a great relationship. It's like what's it called. It's like watching the Guardians. You know, come together, and then all of a sudden, you know, obviously Groot dies. It's like it's terrible. Yeah. No, that, that that is kind of how it felt. You it, because Mark and Steven, this whole show has been about them becoming a team, and now they're and this is the really sad part. They finally become a fully understanding team. They understand one another. They everything's on the table, and they're working together perfectly. And Stephen gets killed. Yeah, and it's like it's a tragedy in that sense, but it almost is befitting the character of Mark Spector because everything he's around seems to go that direction. Yeah, you know, even something he makes up himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point it could, you know, if he is dead, there's always, there's always a chance that he could make up other, you know, identities along the way. Yeah. Let's move into that. Speculating with the third personality. Let me just say this. Jake Lockley is alive. All right. So third personality, Jake Lockley. We we thought he would be in episode three. No. Thought it'd be episode four. No. No. Episode five. No. Episode six, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. It's just the fact that honestly, I thought in this episode that we were gonna see him because the scene that I saw with him in the street and him by the car, I'm like, oh my god, he's a taxi driver. Oh my god, I'm I'm correct. Like I was right. Like that's the third personality right there. And he's like, because Mark's like, oh, I don't remember this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, and they throw you in a complete misdirection, and it was actually trauma from his mom's funeral. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just the fact that in episode four, you could clearly see there's another, another, uh, sarc- uh, sarcophagus. Co- just say coffin. Coffin. Jesus Christ, the words. It's sarcophagus. Sarcoph- you- My words are going, man. They're yeah. stumbling. But yeah, I always feel like in the coffin, that was Jake because it wasn't shown who it was. It wasn't, you know, opened and he was trying to break out. I don't know, man. I feel like he's in it. I, I feel like it's just going to be a surprise See, now at this that, point. At the end of the fourth episode, number one, that's the one, that's the first thought I had. Yeah. The second thought I had was that that was a metaphor for Kanchu or Amit. One of them trying to break out. But the thing is, if it was Amit, I don't think it would be Amit. I think it would, if anything, it would be Kanchu. Yeah. Okay. One of them. That, but that was my thought. Yeah. Because why would Amit be in uh, Mark's head? I guess because Amit's the goal of the whole show now. The stopping mm. Amit, whom, again, I'm contending is already released. And that we're going to start episode six by seeing that Layla uh, doesn't get killed, but gets captured. Yeah, if anything. And they end up taking the statue, breaking it open, freeing Amit, and all hell is breaking loose in Egypt. I can't wait to see how Arthur Harrow's character like sees Mark come back from the grave. <laughs> You know what is so funny about this show? What's so funny about this show is that Arthur Harrow is so complex of a villain. 
Like, I love his philosophy versus Mark's philosophy. But what's so funny to me is that he just looks at Mark or or Steven, and he's like, dude, he's mentally ill. Like, I feel for this guy. Like, that's what's so funny to me. It's not the constant villain-hero dynamic of, I hate you. There's sympathy there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that plays out in these doctor scenes in the psych ward where Dr. Harrow is like, I just want to help you. You're vacillating between a fake reality and the, and the trauma. And there are kernels of truth in what he's saying. There is. But it's the same exact approach that Arthur Harrow kind of has towards Mark anyway. Yeah, I mean, Arthur Harrow, he's he's a really interesting villain. I mean, he's he's good. He's bad. It You know, at some points... Depends on your take. It depends. Yeah, it really does. I mean... I think at some point I've said before, he's going to realize at some point that he fucked up and he released Amit and that was a no, no, but you know, it could be a total, the way I'm seeing it now is that if all of a sudden all these uh, souls are coming into the afterlife, I think he, at this point doesn't care. And I think he's, he knows that he's doing the right thing. I think if you're seeing all of these souls just come out of nowhere, I think at this point he's truly lost. No, that that's my thinking is that, Amit's out. Amit is unhinged, you know, whatever, doing whatever Amit does, mm-hmm. which is judging people before they do something. Yeah, and it's what's called, it was judging them before they could even, ch- like, check their balance, the it's, scales. It's, it's like a way of crime prevention. You know, it's like, hey, we know one day you're going to be a murderer 20 years from now, but now we're going we're gonna to kill you now, it, so that doesn't happen. It's like you committed a crime and you don't, like, go, you don't have a trial for it. No, no, he is the executioner. Yeah. That, uh, Arthur Harrow is Amit's executioner. Yeah. And that's why, like, that cane, which has the little sliver of power for him to be able to do this, is it, it's like his gavel. Mm-hmm. He's the judge. Boom, you're gone. With a little gavel movement. Yeah, yeah. no, the little gavel movement. Yeah. I'm, I'm in law school. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I find I find it interesting, and I want to see, you know, and I, I do want to see if they kill him off. I, know. I don't want him to die, but I'm so convinced he's going to. It's just the Marvel way. Name name a villain, okay, in the MCU who comes from, like, one of these mythical backgrounds, you know, like super-powered or cosmic or whatever, that lives. Agatha Harkness. <laughs> Fair. 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 <laughs> no way. There. I mean, but does she know? She doesn't remember who the hell she is. John Walker. He's not. He, first off, he is super powered and he's fucking amazing. But <laughs> you know, he's he's a hero. You can't really say that. He's a hero. But 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 but, but either way, I don't want Arthur Harrow to die. No. But he might. He, he probably will. Look look, I'm just saying that's my guess. Maybe I mean, maybe he will become a doctor at a psych ward one day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But in terms of Jake Lockley, like you were trying to tell me you think maybe a post-credit scene in the final episode he shows up? It could be. I mean, either that or Steven comes back and there is no third personality until they... I'm, I am now kind of beginning to lean towards there's no third personality. I mean, if they don't do a third personality, then I don't feel like you should do it in any other you know movie or TV show. You see... I'm still episode three when he kills the guy and neither of them know who did it is still to me like the number one evidence that 
there's somebody else there. But there's just I don't know how you introduce somebody the final episode. Unless you make this uh, finale like an hour and 20 minutes. Um, And especially considering that this entire episode was about exploring Mark's psyche. Don't you think we would have found him? Yeah. Like, don't you think we would have found him if there were a third one in this episode? No, we would have. And it's just frustrating to see that we haven't seen him. You know? So my theory now is kind of that episode three laps when nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was Conchu. Yeah. That's my take. That it might have been Conchu taking him over. Because remember, like in the uh, the, the the court, in the he takes uh, over Mark's body. Yeah. I think maybe that's what happened. And no, and neither of them knew it was Conchu. It could have been. And that that was them. That was like a red herring to try and get us off the scent. Maybe, but I feel like, I mean, his eyes would have glown up, I feel. His eyes didn't glow up in the trial, did it? Yeah. It did? I don't remember. It's been a while. I think so. I mean, that's how the what's called. That, because all the all no, the but, other but, but gods. That, but that was when he just entered his body for the first time he lit up. You know? I, I, I don't know. That's just kind of my take with it. it. I, can't, I can't understand again how we're going to introduce someone in the final episode, have them be a part of the climax when they haven't been there the whole time. Yeah, I you know, mean, like this is Mark Spector's story. I yeah, think the be- I think the better story right now is just Mark Spector finishing the job in episode six, and then if you want to find a way to bring in somebody else or bring Steven back, you find your way to do it. Well, I'm glad they made it where it's really about Mark and not as much about Steven. It's kind of helping Steven like figure out that he's you know he was just a imagine imaginative per like person but at the he same wasn't real but at the same time they made steven real to mark and they made oh, yeah. and they made steven have his own real life and i like that steven wasn't just an alternate personality and there was there up until the end of this episode where steven is killed seemingly mm-hmm. there's been two main characters yeah there has there's been two main characters there there hasn't been one protagonist it's been one body but two different protagonists i mean it's like I like the difference between the two, especially since it's like it's the same actor and they're on the and they're on the screen, not the same time, obviously. But it's like you just feel the difference between the two. And it's like that's that's like great acting. It is. You know, you really do feel like it's two different people in the same. Body. I do. And it's really great. Arthur Harrow, not Arthur Harrow, Oscar Isaac's been amazing. Uh, nothing short of amazing this entire series. He's killed it. And. This is probably my favorite new character in the MCU. Yeah, so... What yeah. are you seeing? No, I think so. So what I noticed is that this episode felt like the longest, but it was actually like the second shortest. How long was this one? This one was 49 minutes. I thought this was an hour, to be honest. I, I thought it was at least like 56. So like the first episode was 47 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second was 52. Uh, the third one was 52. And the fourth one was the was the longest which is 53 mm-hmm. and i felt like 53 you barely knew anything in the begin. uh not 50 in episode four i felt like you barely got to like anything in the beginning of it but with episode five i felt like you just learned so much in one episode yeah well th- there was a lot to be told here and i'm expecting next week's to be probably like the same length i i don't think they're gonna go up to an hour that's not the way they've been doing it i mean if they did an hour it would help a lot Listen, if they if they're able to wrap this show up in a good way, good on you. But I, I don't know how you're gonna do it. 
What do you mean, man? They've been killing it the whole time. Yeah, the MCU formula killing it. Well, I'm, all right, well, well, why are you playing Debbie Downer now? Okay, because because you're the guy, you're the guy that's always raving. You love these things. No, I want it to be good. You I, loved Morbius. I love Morbius. <laughs> Morbius. Listen, it was it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't amazing. It was good. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know. Listen, I'd rather. Want to hear this? Yeah. I'd rather go see Morbius again than go see Eternals. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> but that's not the point. The, the The point is, is that if they stick the landing in this final episode, this is going to be the top Disney Plus show, and it's not even going to be close. Yeah, my take, my take at least. I mean, look, I I like Loki a lot. Uh, I like Falcon Winter Soldier. I like WandaVision. I like all of them. It's just to varying degrees. I think this has the potential to be such a great finish, like. That battle that was teased in that one TV spot between Arthur and Moon Knight can has the potential to be the best battle of the Disney Plus era. I mean, the way I see it, if I had to rewatch every episode of the of the one season from every Disney Plus show, it would be Moon Knight. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not even done. I know, but but but, but it would take a monumental fuck up for this not to be a good ending. No, it would be, but it's like even like even with WandaVision had nine, and uh, the other shows basically had like six. If I had to choose, Moon Knight would be the, the first one I would go to, you know, and then probably Loki. Absolutely. I, I would honestly, if Loki didn't have such a bad episode three, I would have said Loki and then Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. But none, none of the episodes have dragged in the show. None of them have been bad. None of them have had just, you know, feels like time filler. Like no. that, like that's what I feel like some of these other shows have wasted a little too much time. And then picked up the pace towards the end because they were running out of episodes. Here it feels like it's been a nice, nice pace. They're, hasn't been too slow. Hasn't been too fast. They're able to tell a story with you know without giving too much away. You know, kind of leading you in a different direction, and also giving you action pretty early on in the show. Very early on. You know, so I think that's why you know Marvel could learn from this TV show and hopefully do better with the rest of them. Not saying that all of them weren't good. Just saying that this particular show kind of was a lot better. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, Nick. Yeah. Right on the money. Right on the money. So uh, we will be back next week for the Moon Knight finale. Oh, yeah. Episode six. And then on top of that. And then coming next Saturday, our Doctor Strange 2 review. That's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we will be getting back to the, you know, whatever we, with, the, with, with the wrap up of the, the MCU movies that have been coming before we started this podcast. So, uh, Captain Marvel will be coming soon, followed by Endgame, Far From Home. And, uh, you know, we got, this is a great time to be a fan. Moon Knight is thriving. Big event movie in Doctor Strange next week. For those of you who haven't seen our Doctor Strange preview. Uh, it's our most previous episode, along with our Thor four trailer. You still got time to rewatch, you know, WandaVision, Doctor Strange, In- Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. You know, so you're caught up with Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. And we did that last weekend with Infinity War and Endgame. We did that last week, you know, so we got prepped for it. So you still got time. You got a week before it comes out. Don't look at the internet because the internet is a bitch with spoilers. It's already out. Spoilers are already out. Oh, they are. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. I haven't seen any myself. But today, 20 minutes of the, of the movie got screened. Well, that's not really a spoiler. Well, that is a spoiler. 
but it's the first 20 minutes. Okay, but I don't want to know what happens in the first 20 minutes before I get to the theater. Otherwise, why wouldn't I show up at 9.50 after the movie's already started? Because you because you want to see it? But I want to be surprised by it. Okay. This movie is going to be a runaway train. It's going to be crazy, man. Well, what I've heard, Doctor Strange dies in the first 20 minutes. That makes sense. Makes sense, right? Since there's a million of them. There's so many Doctor no, Strangers, I, dude. I, I'm I'm saying I'm sighing because I know you're probably right. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, you're definitely right. Thousand percent right. It could be. I mean, honestly, that's a pretty crazy theory. If I'm correct. No, you are correct. Okay, I can already tell you. I didn't see anything, but I know you're correct. Uh, but we'll see if that's correct. I don't that'll, know. That'll do it for the Moon Knight podcast. Yeah. Is that it? Nah. So. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. You just staring at me. So uh, for all of us here, the MN Marvel Mania Podcast, I've been Mike. I've been Nick. And we'll uh, see you next week for the Moon Knight finale. Talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.